Hello, everyone. It's CW. Thank you for checking out the Health Connect South radio show. On this week's episode, we sat down with Amir Siddiqui, the executive director for enterprise sales for healthcare for AirWatch by VMware. AirWatch is known as an industry leader and an innovator in the mobile enterprise security and services space. The rise and evolution of mobile devices as business tools has been both a boon and a bane for enterprises. While on one hand, they serve as efficient tools that facilitate workflow, collaboration, and productivity, they also create significant security risks for the business. When you add the additional layer of sensitivity and compliance requirements for handling patient health information, this risk is of high importance to address in the healthcare arena. With their well-known expertise in mobile security, coupled with their recent acquisition by VMware, AirWatch plays a large role in helping healthcare organizations, both acute and subacute, take advantage of mobile tech's efficiencies while protecting data across all devices accessing their network. Coming up, Amir shares how AirWatch is positioned to handle any healthcare enterprise's mobile security and productivity needs. Check it out. From a year ago, the basic premise of lock, track, wipe is what a lot of people perceived AirWatch to be in terms of managing mobile devices. And we've taken that now a step forward to define what we call as enterprise mobility management. And by that, you're really looking at managing everything from a laptop, a cell phone, a tablet, but everything that goes around it as well in your digital workspace. So identity in terms of who has access to those devices and the applications that sit on those devices. We want to also ensure that we give people collaborative tools to help improve productivity. So there's a lot more that's gone into it to really expand between just basic device management, but the enhanced security to take advantage of the application world that's continuously developing around this mobile initiative. And AirWatch and VMware have really come together to put forth a suite of tools to go from the data center which VMware has owned with its software-defined data center to the device, which AirWatch has, has obviously played a, a strong leadership role in. Stick around. we got the full interview with Amir Siddiqui of AirWatch by VMware coming up next. Good morning, everyone. It's C.W. Hall, your host here on the Health Connect South Radio Show. I think this is our 43rd episode. Oh, I can't believe it's gone by. It's December already. <laughs> That's Jay Schaefer of Health Connect South with me here in the studio. And uh, we talked last time we were here about the event that you all had up in North Carolina went very well. That's correct. Are there some events coming up on the horizon we want to talk about? Yeah, stay tuned for Q1 in Nashville. They're putting together the pieces now, so it'll be, something will be announced soon. But it's going to look at investing in healthcare startups and then bring in the people from Nashville. Anything on the website about that yet? A teaser or anything? Uh, not yet, but stay okay. tuned. And I'm sure that our listeners will be able to benefit from using a Radio X promo to be able to get signed up for that and get a discount on their registration for that event. We'll get that um, set up and you'll hear it here first. That's right. And uh, we're really happy to have with us in studio Amir Siddiqui. He's the Director of Enterprise Sales for Healthcare Division of AirWatch by VMware. Hey, good morning. Hey. Thanks for having me. I, I I find it kind of funny that uh, that you're here because I'm meeting you guys again through Health Connect South, which doesn't surprise me. We're all about helping uh, illuminate healthcare assets from all kinds of different directions here through Health Connect South. But last year on the Top Docs Radio Show, I had one of your colleagues from uh, AirWatch, having found you accidentally through some of the fantastic advertisements that you all self-produce right. and put out on YouTube and, and elsewhere. So that was a really kind of a... A cool thing. Now we brought you full circle and we're back again here. In about the same time, it was uh, the 23rd, I think, of last year that I had Paul McRae in the studio talking a little bit about 
some of the things you do. But it sounds like over the course of this year, there's been a lot going on with AirWatch to talk about. So if you can, for the folks who aren't familiar with AirWatch, sure. give us a quick introduction to what you do, and then we'll talk a little bit about your background and what brought you to it. Because you mentioned you weren't necessarily a few years ago thinking, oh, I'm going to be working in the healthcare sector. And yeah, no, are. absolutely. In the mobility world, change comes at a furious pace, right? So even between last year and now, so much has happened. First is, you know, we're almost two years into an acquisition where VMware has taken over AirWatch and keeps us within their end-user computing group, but it's been a, a very successful venture. AirWatch has been a critical milestone to achieving a lot of what VMware wants to grow into and, and really place a stake in, in what we've defined as the business mobility suite. From a year ago, that basic premise of lock, track, wipe is what a lot of people perceived AirWatch to be in terms of managing mobile devices. And we've taken that now a step forward to define what we call as enterprise mobility management. And by that, you're really looking at managing everything from a laptop, a cell phone, a tablet, but everything that goes around it as well in your digital workspace. So identity in terms of who has access to those devices and the applications that sit on those devices. We want to also ensure that we give people collaborative tools to help improve productivity. So there's a lot more that's gone into it to really expand between just basic device management, but the enhanced security to take advantage of the application world that's continuously developing around this mobile initiative. And AirWatch and VMware have really come together to put forth a suite of tools to go from the data center which VMware has owned with its software-defined data center to the device, which AirWatch has, has obviously played a, a strong leadership role in. And I guess as the technologies have really begun to evolve and, and expand over the last few years, I remember back, you know, when the BlackBerry, that was really kind yeah. of the thing. Yeah. That was the device that people used, you know, for their business. And I think that was maybe a little easier to control, perhaps, just because it was a single platform. But um, nowadays, it's... You know, iPhone and well, you've got uh, yeah, absolutely. Laptop and you've got everything, right? You've got the I call them the the mobile holy trinity between you know Apple and Google and even Microsoft with Windows 10, which you know mm -hmm. essentially a, a mobile platform. It's everywhere, right? I mean, it doesn't matter if you look at any aspect of of our day to day life there's a part of it that's mobile, and it's only extended into the enterprise world and specifically with healthcare. You know, we we unfortunately have seen healthcare be a laggard on too many fronts. But when it comes to true mobility and business mobility and, and how we're transforming what clinicians are able to do, healthcare is a leader when it comes to, to business mobility. Really? Absolutely. So what about you, your own personal background? Now that we've got a little bit of a kind of a backdrop for AirWatch. What about you personally? How, how long have you been working in technology and how'd you end up here? So I'm about 17 years in technology, 10 of which were with GE Healthcare prior to, to me joining uh, VMware and AirWatch. And to your point, it came about in an in a unusual way. But if you look at it, I think healthcare is one of those verticals that it's so <laughs> fun to be in, right? Because mm -hmm. you always have an opportunity to bring very meaningful solutions. Yeah that result in something pretty profound, which mm -hmm. is helping improve the quality of care that we extend, right? And to me, that, that's amazing. You know, I have a family where eight of my cousins are all doctors. <laughs> my father was, uh, you know, uh, in, in pharmaceutical sales. So it was almost uh, destined for me to come back to the healthcare <laughs> world at some point. Yeah. Um, and, and I love it. It's, it's uh, couldn't think of a better industry to be in. Yeah. We had somebody a couple of weeks ago on the radio show talk about how when all the banking apps came out, we talked about mobile banking and now it's just banking. Right. You just go to your phone. So they Absolutely. say that's what's going, that's what the trend in health. Do you even remember going to a bank, right? <laughs> it's not very often. Anymore. No. You're depositing checks with your phone, and, and nowadays you're checking your heart rate with your phone, right? right. I mean, anyone here have a Fitbit on them? I've you got know, my Fitbit religiously. So I'm working on that. You're working on it. 
right? So it's uh, it's it's a it's a consumerization of healthcare, right? And and that is uh, helping our physicians analyze and take advantage of data that they normally wouldn't have. And and it's an amazing time to be in healthcare. So in the healthcare space, I mean, clearly. It's it's almost impossible not to use a mobile device in yeah. some form or fashion. I mean, and, and in the hospitals now, more and more they're incorporating things like tablets uh, into the patient interface space. I'm, I'm either in a waiting room checking in using a device like that, or um, the, the the clinical staff maybe actually walking around with a, a tablet or or uh, you know smartphones, different things like that. How massive is this that we're yeah. we're talking about? So let me give you a history or evolution of mobility as we've seen it in the healthcare space, right? So VMware conducted a business mobility report recently, and that was just kind of a survey of about thousand customers or so that we have in the portfolio. And if you take a look at business mobility, there's three steps to it. There's what we call individual productivity, which 85 percent of our customers fall into. And individual productivity is the basics. I get email on my phone, I get calendaring on my phone, etc. And then you have this other realm called team productivity. And team productivity is now you've provided some level of collaboration for a group of your your enterprise users. It could be something as simple as SharePoint or some other collaborative capabilities uh, in a networked environment. But the true business mobility is defined as transformation of a significant process, right? And this is one that 85% of our customers, they want to get to. There's only 17% of our customers that fall into that true business mobility stage. Interesting. That's but a huge opportunity. It's a huge opportunity. And two-thirds of our customers want to get to that point in a very, very quick manner. So that's where we come into play. And and when we look at healthcare as a whole, what we find is in order to get to that true business mobility sense, it falls in pretty much three key clinical areas. One is the mobilization of clinical workflows. Two is clinical collaboration and communication. So we see that in terms of secure messaging and being able to, to instantly communicate with the right people. But then the last one is patient engagement. And patient engagement is to your point, when you're waiting in that room and instead of filling out paperwork, they give you a tablet, right? Mm -hmm. And we've seen other extremes, which are very cool, where if you're in for a particular procedure and and you get admitted, they'll give you a tablet now, right? And and that tablet will have everything from the orders that you're being received. Uh, It'll have your physician information and a biography about them. You'll be able to see your imaging results if, if you've had any tests or anything done. It's a, it's a very compelling time and change that's happened with the patient engagement front. I guess with some of the recent changes in the law and a little bit more focus, or at least a lot more focus really being placed on patient satisfaction as a component to reimbursement. I think that that's one of the things that's driving the engagement piece. Looking at it from your perspective, where that's the space that you're in all the time, I mean, where are the hospitals and the healthcare space in general with regards to that patient engagement? Sure. So, you know, yeah, definitely the HCAP score and and the other regulatory kind of components that that incent our our, our healthcare systems to move that route have certainly been a driver, no doubt. But you know, where I see more of the demand coming from is, again, I go back to that term consumerization of healthcare, where it's normal practice now for patients to want to know very key points of data, right? We see it in every other aspect of our social life. And it was only a matter of time before it came to, to healthcare. And mm-hmm. again, we talked about the Fitbits, but there's so many other devices, sensors, remote monitoring tools in the long-term care world that are capturing data, even prosthetics that have uh, sensors built mm-hmm. into them to transmit information in an in accurate capacity. And this has all kind of led the consumer, me, to want to know and to help provide my physician with information, right? To help make more educated decisions in how I get treated as a patient. It's important. 
because ultimately I'm also paying for this level of service to a certain extent. So I want to be able to make educated decision. We see that be a, becoming a more and more relevant topic aside from the, the regulatory kind of requirements that are put around the industry. One of the things that I know comes into play nowadays, particularly with everybody carrying uh, these devices around, and I'm sure that this is probably from a HIPAA and mm-hmm. privacy kind of perspective, a very, very weak link in the chain yeah. where doctor from practice A needs to communicate with doctor from practice be about CW, this yeah. patient, their, their mutual patient. And so things like texting or emailing each other from a cell phone, for example, to communicate about what CW's case is, how do you protect things like that so that that can happen? Because clearly that's facilitating the the workflow, if you will, the it clinical is. workflow, but it, it's also just floating out into space. Yeah. You know, there's a motto that we have at, at VMware, which is the solutions that we put into the industry need to be consumer simple, which is what you just articulated, but they need to be enterprise secure, right? right. And from that capacity, what AirWatch has done in, in accordance with VMware is we've, we've tapped into this alliances and the partnerships that we have out there. And we even created a consortium, what we call ACE, which is Application Configuration for the Enterprise. So this is a group of partners that are out there, um, and I'll get into some of the specific healthcare-oriented ones, that basically conform to standards, policies, et cetera, to ensure that that security element is there, right? So now you can download an application that has met certain standards and policies to ensure that you can facilitate that two-way communication between a referring specialist and someone in-house. And these are great tools and and great standards that we want to continue to kind of uh, exploit in the the medical apps marketplace. So things like Tiger Text or Improvada and Cortex and their secure messaging channels um, conform to these standards. And it's not something that is proprietary to AirWatch. We've opened it up, right? We've said, look, we know that people are going to use this. So let's just make sure that they use it properly, right? So it doesn't matter if you use AirWatch or a competitive product, just conform to these standards so that we can minimize the risk associated to uh, you know, a, a breach security-wise. We've been talking with Director of Enterprise Sales and Healthcare for AirWatch by VMware, Amir Siddiqui, learning about the various ways that they help in this case, healthcare enterprises protect their information across a host of types of devices from cell phones, smartphones, iPads, laptops, any kind of device you you can be transmitting information and storing it on. Um, the, the organization helps them to secure that so that the information just gets to the people that need it and, and doesn't get exposed uh, so that it can have nefarious actions taken on that. And for for this kind of a discussion where we're talking about the, the texting piece, what you're saying is there's actually applications that are texting applications that yeah. have measures built into them so that when you're communicating back and forth through this. Now, would both users need to be, I guess, using one of these apps, to, will this app talk to that app or, or, or no? Because forgive my ignorance on that. No, absolutely. That's a great question. You know, I think there's a concept of, of um, having guest access to certain apps. Um, there are certain apps that ensure that, you know, if someone does not necessarily have the same tool, that there's an interface for them to be able to use that. Um, in, in kind of that, that, I'll call it federated capacity of your referring, referring physicians. It's yeah. the same concept that we see with patient portals, right? Mm-hmm. You, know, you don't necessarily have, have to have access to that application, but it could be something as simple as a browser. It could be something simple as a, hey, you get an SMS notification, click this link to download the app. I see. Um, but, you know, I think we'll see more of that kind of concept of having unified messaging tools, right? right. I think that's a, a trend that we're going to kind of grow to, which is you don't necessarily have to have the same tool that I'm using. You could have another one um, that, that we can 
eventually use to kind of communicate with one another. I think that's an emerging trend. And I think that the challenge, one of the challenges for this is that not everybody in the physician group that, you know, if we can use Northside Hospital, for example, mm-hmm. you, maybe you're in a Northside affiliated physician. So I think it would be relatively easy for Northside to say, all of us are going to use XYZ app for you to be able to communicate between your colleagues in another practice. If you need to communicate via text yeah. about your patients, we want to do it through this application. But for the doctor that serves Northside, they're on the Northside campus, but they're not Northside. How do you how do you tie that in so that they become safe as well? So that they're you know do you see what I'm saying? You, yeah, no, absolutely. It, you know, if you look at at healthcare systems, so many physicians are contracted, right? They're not necessarily hospital employees, right? right? right. They just have privileges. They have privileges, and and if they want those privileges, we recommend that you know there's this separation. I'll call it of church and state that you can deploy <laughs> on a mobile yeah. device, which is a container type environment, which is here are your corporate applications that look when you're, when you're want access to certain North side pieces of data or PHI information or, or applications, there's this component on your device that allows you to get access to those, those elements. But we're not interested in your pictures. We're not interested right. in, in other of those elements on your personal phone. We don't know, want to know when you have a dentist appointment, mm-hmm, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Right. And that separation or what we call as a container um, allows us to help those scenarios and situations where you have contracted employees uh, that need access to corporate resources. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And so you can actually take my device here mm-hmm. and create a container in it, if you will, that that looks into the the health portal. Exactly. Right. And then that also allows me is if if you lose that device, right, you can just send me a notice. And what I'll do is I'll ping it and say, look, I'm going to take away all of the corporate sensitive information. We'll leave the other pieces up to you, but I've protected my you corporate can entity. That and, back. Exactly, um, and there's also uh, the the self. Uh, we have a self service tool, right, that allows the, the end user to make that decision themselves as well. So the self service portal allows you to say, "Oops, I lost my device. I'm not going to really tell anyone about it, but I'm going to take care of it myself." So you have that capability as well. So from the, I guess the logistical perspective, how, what are we talking about when we're, if if my enterprise protects itself using AirWatch? by VMware, what am I, what am I interfacing with? Is it, a, am I going into a, a browser type ASP based or, or a cloud based type portal to access my controls and see what's going on? What, what do I interact yeah, with? Yeah. So, you know, as a, it? as there's two fronts to it, there's the people that manage AirWatch inside of a facility, right? And for them, we have a, a single pane of glass, right? Is the best way to describe it. And that single pane of glass you can access on the web, you can access on your, on your device to a certain extent, and it allows you to view holistically your entire organization by operating system, by device, by, by user group, uh, by individual user, et cetera. Now, on, on our individual ends as, as end users of a, of a device, we have, again, a, a self-service tool that we have that you, will, you can have insight into, but you download a very easily an, an AirWatch agent that goes onto your phone, and it's a simple process that you can simply uh, you know, enter your email address, and it's going to provision itself. It's going to know, based on your email address, what utilities you have access to, what you've been provisioned for. So again, it goes back to that kind of consumer simple and enterprise secure type environment. And so it's not, in, it, it's just, it's really just a portal of control that they can, they don't necessarily have to get something loaded onto a machine and that kind of thing. No, it's, it's a simple kind of over the air transmission gotcha. that's happening and, and it's keeping you, you know, apprised of, of, of everything that you have access to and, and making sure you don't do anything dangerous. What sort of information do I get about 
what's going on in my network? I mean, are there analytics that can help yeah. me be, make some, maybe some strategic decisions? Um, sure. Management so, type thing. Yeah. You know, as a, as an administrator of the AirWatch console, you have access to a suite of, of mm-hmm. reports that are available to you real time. So this could tell you everything from, you know, devices that have been jailbroken, right? Or compromised. Um, or if you have devices that are coming in from an unauthorized or unmanaged scenario, right? So someone goes into a random cafe and logs into a computer, you'll know if they're hitting your network. Um, so these are all insights into to kind of making sure that you're aware of unauthorized access into your network and resources that, you know, there's over 150 reports that you have access to at any given time. And one of the things you hear people talking about is security versus enablement, clinical enablement. Talk about that. Di- differentiate those for us. I mean, what do we... What yeah, we you know, about? I think, again, you know, having something, uh, you, you don't ever want to take away from that clinical workflow, as we kind of talked about a little bit earlier. You want to empower your clinicians with the tools that they mm-hmm. need to make timely decisions when it comes to the, the care of your patients. But at the same time, you know, as we've seen the the, the, the prevalence of, of apps as, as in, from a medical nature, mm-hmm. as we've seen you know, the, the consumer and, and the patients get more engaged. We want to, to have a level of transparency at a security layer, and, and you have to have both, right? And it's up to us as, as AirWatch and VMware to ensure that we work with the partners around us to, to make sure that a healthcare system has the tools that they need to make sure that that back end is secure, but the front end for the, for the physician, for the patients is, is very easy to access. And one of the things that we've done around that front is we've worked with companies like Apple, for example, to create what we call our healthcare templates. So to our secure messaging environment, right? Um, a lot of people don't know how to deploy secure messaging inside of a healthcare system. So what have we done? We've made it simple, right? We've said, we're going to work with Apple. We're going to pick some apps that we know people want to use at that level. And we're going to determine the best policies from a security standpoint. So if your clinical use case is to deploy secure messaging, you log into the AirWatch console, you click secure messaging, and it sends out the app, it configures the policies, everything is, is, is cut and dry. It's a push of a button. So that's one of the initiatives that we've done to make sure that it's easy but secure at the same time. On the flip side, you also have scenarios where you know, what we want to do is, is really make sure that, that people have access to the utilities, um, even from a, a, a security standard. So we deployed things like NSX, which is software virtualization tied or software network virtualization tied to uh, app delivery. So typical firewalls will only let you kind of work in a perimeter environment. With AirWatch and network virtualization, we're making sure that you can't go in every direction inside once you've kind of gotten into a data center. You only have access to very specific resources and utilities. So very, very complex things, but really simple on the front end. So the user themselves, they just just kind of... Transparent guides them right. Need to I, I still access my Epic application or my secure messaging application. Push of a button, I don't know anything else that's happening in the background. Similar to a VPN or a tunnel or something like that. Enhancing yeah. that to the next yeah. step, it's that kind of per app VPN, mm-hmm. right? So normally, when we get into a VPN environment, you have to set it, you know, that one time. But now you're doing it on a per app instance, and that right. app has access to specific resources in a data center, and you're following it all the way from the app to that resource in the data center. Well, one of the things, as we've talked about over time, that Health Connect South is all about is partnerships and collaborations that move, you know, mutual uh, uh, efforts and initiatives forward. One of the things that we talked about before we went on the air today was how AirWatch by VMware and VMware itself actually do some level of collaboration and 
and partnership or alliances, if you will, with yeah. other technology companies. Can you talk about the types of technology partnerships that kind of make this yeah, absolutely. Come together. So you know the 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 first that we we're kind of alluding to just briefly before the show, I say sarcastic a little bit, but it's that holy trinity of mobility, right? You, you Apple and Google and Microsoft are are key partners in in the solutions that we put forth. But beyond that, the app world is so vast right now that you need partnerships on that realm as well. And and application configuration for the enterprise, or what we call ACE, is a fantastic protocol. And and in there. You know, we started with maybe one or two, and, and that's the likes of like a Salesforce.com and SAP. And now we've added more healthcare-centric customers like Improvada and, and, and Tiger Techs, um, eClinical Works. These are all healthcare organizations that have conformed to some app standards that we've helped initiate. It's only going to continue to grow. We hope to have almost 200 by the end of this year. Um, on the flip side, what we've also created is a mobile security alliance. And that mobile security alliance, when you when you talk about security, it's not just the responsibility of, of one vendor. There's so many different vendors that go into managing security across the enterprise, right? There are companies that, that really do a fantastic job when it comes to network monitoring and infrastructure. There's companies that do a fantastic job in terms of app security uh, to ensure that there's not you know, any sort of malware. So we've created the mobile security alliances and worked with the likes of FireEye, Palo Alto Networks to help ensure that the infrastructure inside of a healthcare system that we operate with it. We don't want you to have to rip and replace everything that you have in your infrastructure. We right. want to work with it. And the Mobile Security Alliance is another one that, that we've developed to kind of help kind of outline our partnerships and alliances on that front. How does that come together in terms of getting people to actually commit and, and be transparent? Because on some level, uh, this organization, I don't know how much you end up partnering or having alliance with companies that may have some level of overlap with what you do, but it would seem like that happens in some, in sure. some cases. But how do you get how do you get that community to kind of come together and say, okay, this is what we're going to do. We're going to we're going to realize that we may be helping the other guy a little bit, but we're yeah. yeah. Look, you know, I think in in the tech world, you you have to have a level of what I call competitive collaboration. It has to happen, right? If we are going to make a difference, it can't be just about you and I. It has to be about us. And especially in healthcare, you know, what's going to make healthcare uh, really special is is the fact that you have these partnerships and it's coming together for a mutual cause to improve the quality of care, right? That has to be a fundamental kind of common denominator between these partnerships. And for us, I think. You know, we recognize that in a vertical like healthcare that you do need to work together and that there's enough separation in terms of our core competencies that uh, we can cooperate inside of a, a particular goal, a particular task. Right. Everybody works towards open standards. There's always a holy war that breaks out like sure. Apple and Adobe <laughs> on occasion with the Flash Player, but try and minimize those when you can. Yeah, you know. Microsoft is an interesting one because uh, Windows 10 is this fantastic operating system, quite honestly, and it's one that's designed from a mobile capacity, a mobile initiative, right? So they've, they've set the tone from that sense that they really kind of want to, to play in this game, and, and it's one that we work together in, right, despite them having uh, a competitive presence on that front as well. And so do you have some use case examples of systems that have begun to implement and put in place the solutions that we've been talking about here through AirWatch yeah. by VMware? You know, there's so many healthcare customers and uh, there's some fantastic use cases. And I love visiting our customers. You know, over the course of a year, I'll get to visit almost 75 to 100 of these folks out of a, a pool of 1,200. I wish I could visit all of them, but there's just not enough time in the day. Um, but we've seen some fantastic use cases. So Intermountain Healthcare um, has has 
really done something very cool with life flight, which is, you know, you're, you're, you've got your um, uh, facilities that, that basically get dropped in to pick up patients uh, in, in accidents. Um, they'll treat these patients midair, but they do it in a paperless cockpit, right? So they've had to receive uh, regulatory approval to be able to deliver that. Otherwise, the amount of data that they're spending typing or sending, uh, the delays are, are just, you know, inefficient, so by using AirWatch, they're able to use our content locker and complete a lot of the pre-work mid-flight. So if you can just imagine the efficiency gains in terms of how what happens by the time that, that chopper lands at a facility and the documentation, the admittance is all taken care of and that patient is ready to be treated. So things like Intermountain, what they're doing with LifeFlight are, are fantastic. You know, long-term care hospice, um, we have an organization called VITAS, uh, which specializes in hospice care. And their mobile workforce is 80%. 80% of their employees are mobile. So they have now function in a tablet-based environment where mm-hmm. everything that they do when they go into a patient's uh, f- you know, care uh, or place of care is, is done through a tablet-based environment. Yeah, because sometimes that's home. Sometimes that's it, assisted living. It, it could be. It, it, yeah. could, be it could be contracted kind of, with a hospital. Right, whatever yeah. the case is, you know, they're completely tablet-based now. Um, and that to me is, is you talk about business mobility and transformation of process. That's a huge shift, right? To go from a conventional world of, of plugging in a, a laptop or going back to a workstation and typing up information that you may have taken notes on, completely gone. So Vitas has really been cutting edge on that, on that business transformation side. You know, locally here, uh, Children's Healthcare of Atlanta has been just uh, phenomenal. They have about, you know, 9,000 devices that are now deployed uh, for clinicians to be able to access PHI data directly on a, on a mobile device. So that is, you know, you talk about getting information in a timely manner when it comes to, to the type of patients that they're taking care of. That's a huge transformation for them. And, and they've been phenomenal in terms of making sure that their, their patients are enabled clinically from a workflow standpoint. And what we're talking about, you talk about 9,000 devices deployed. That includes some BYO. OD kind of things, right? I've got my smartphone and you're able to empower it with, like we talked about earlier, an application that is a secure portal into the network. Right. You know, a lot of times you don't want to carry three or four devices. You don't want to be a device sales company, basically. (laughs) No. And, and, you know, there's some advantages to to enabling that BYOD capacity, right? And um, more and more, that's a trend that we're seeing continuing to grow. But, you know, what we have to educate our customers on is uh, helping you know, people realize that BYOD is not an invasion of privacy. It's not about Big Brother is watching you, right? And there's some fallacies uh, associated to that that concept that we're working on very aggressively to help our customers position and, and structure BYOD more properly inside of an organization. Well, you're talking about the p- patient engagement and have more informed patients. Ultimately, don't I want to own my own health record. And I want to be the one you were saying, uh, Doctor A and Doctor B. I should be the one say I want to release my record to them. Yeah, is that part of is that part of what you see as a trend? Yeah, you know, absolutely, it's a trend. You know, I think um, if you all have experience now, you you know, if you've gone in for a checkup, we all have access to a portal website, and, and you know, I don't wait for that uh, cholesterol test or blood work test to be mailed back to me. Now I, I log into a website and I'm able to see it instantaneously, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think this has just become the norm. It's it's something that we just expect at this particular juncture. And, and this is something that, that uh, we've seen continue to grow over the course of time very aggressively. So for you, what I mean, what do you see as the, the tough challenges that you're trying to tackle 
now as you're going forward doing the things that you're doing with yeah you know watch we when we say devices and we've already articulated that we've grown from just mobile devices to to tablets but you know at a healthcare level personally you know what i see is is really interesting is the number of networked pieces of medical information medical devices right Mm -hmm. so you see infusion pumps Mm -hmm. ultrasounds mr cts that are all networked to a certain extent they're these are all devices and they're unmanaged right so when you take a look at breaches it's not a matter of preventing a breach anymore it's just a matter of being aware of a breach and to me this medical device world is uh, an area that could cause a significant headache if we don't manage or take a proactive approach to figuring out a solution for that and that's kind of the internet of things side of things it is right? yeah, where yeah. the sensors themselves are sending and receiving information not just you and me pushing it yeah i mean look you know i, I you hate to bring this up but you look at a scary scenario like remember Dick Cheney, there was there was a threat of of someone hacking into his pacemaker to to cause harm to him. I mean, that's reality. That can happen. You know, there was a a YouTube video that someone forwarded me about a infusion pump that drips medicine and how easy it is to hack into one of those things and wow, wow. either cut the drip off completely to increase the the dosage of medication. This is an area that yeah, I think for the relatively has gone kind of unaddressed and. We need a, a, a more kind yeah. of uh, you know holistic approach to trying to get a solution. Coming to a spy movie soon. You yeah, know, yeah that's really, it's probably already being done. Quite <laughs> yeah. frankly, I wouldn't be surprised. Right. So, th- to me, this is an area that I think you know a company like VMware with AirWatch, uh, we're primed for. Right. So when you say the Internet of Things, it's only a matter of time. It's not about just mobile device management to me anymore. It's almost a concept of universal device management. Um, we're already doing this, actually, to a certain degree with, uh, you know, Coke and, and freestyle machines. You ever see those soda machines that you push the button? Yeah. Those are managed by AirWatch, right? So that gives a tremendous... <laughs> I love those things. They're, they're great. They give so much insight to Coke on, you know, what people are selecting, the time it takes for them to get a drink out of the system, et cetera. But so you take that concept and you apply it, right? You apply it in healthcare, Um that that concept is something that I think we have a, a tremendous amount of runway ahead of us for. So when you say the the machines are managed by VMware, what does that mean? Or AirWatch? So, so, so AirWatch the Coke machines, the Coke machines they... we treat them just as we would a device, right? Mm-hmm. So we've got a utility on that device to help us collect information, um, to, to help manage updates to that freestyle machine. So maybe mm-hmm. there's a new formula, a new flavor that we want to load onto that machine. Well, Coke can do it instead of having a a technician go out to however many locations. You deliver it via software, right? It's the, the kind of the same concept. I'll use Tesla as the perfect example, right? You know, these people plug their car in, in, in t- at home and they've got Wi-Fi. They wake up in the morning and the car drives itself, right? No one came to your house. You don't have to buy a new car. It was a software update. And the freestyle machine with AirWatch, we do the same thing. We're providing so, them with updates and management uh, of those utilities. Right, like Tesla updated the uh, firmware on their, I think the... Uh, Ah, I'm going back on the wheels when they do not cause the fire. They realize that if they just make an adjustment, that it would minimize the risk <laughs> of getting right. a fire. And so n- nobody had to do a they recall, recall and re- remotely. They, yeah, they didn't have to do the recall. It was a virtual recall. They Who knows? Just, Maybe one day AirWatch will manage Tesla device, uh, Tesla yeah, vehicles. That, I don't know. that would be really cool. Now, you, you have some things coming up uh, as far as events where people yeah. can go to learn more. You want to talk about what you have coming up in the works? Sure. You know, well, the big one is is eminently coming up for us is HIMSS next year, right? So mm-hmm. that's uh, February 29th. The March 4th in, in Las Vegas, uh, and that'll be VMware making a huge splash of, of which uh, AirWatch will be front and center um, in that whole end-user computing and, and desktop strategy with the mobile devices. So uh, certainly invite everyone to come out to, to HIMSS. It's, a, I've, as many of us know in the healthcare space, a fantastic world to be in. You see the cutting edge mm-hmm. of technology and what's coming out there for us. 
from a IT and technology standard to help with, with patient care. You also mentioned that if you stop by the AirWatch by VMware booth, that sometimes you might run into someone either from the executive suite of AirWatch or VMware or even other organizations like Microsoft and yeah, others. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think uh, that's always a, you never know who's going to show up. Uh, it could be Pat Gelsinger. It could be Sanjay Poonon. I think uh, there's there's videos at VMworld of Sanjay actually breaking out into a uh, a, a piano mode, <laughs> Billy Joel's Piano Man. He actually did that in the booth. Um, so you never know what what uh, VM will, ha- will have in store. And, and uh, the leadership team there, our partners there, we all kind of strive to bring our customers together. So uh, we'll, we'll definitely put on a good show. Well, one of the questions that we always want to make sure we ask ask our guests here on the Health Connect South show is, what do you need? I mean, is it for you? Do you find as you sit around the boardroom, it's just awareness of what you do and the solutions that you provide or are there other partnerships and collaborations that you think that are out there if you could find them that might help this whole initiative work you know i think for us it's it's all about education right and you know you you look at the healthcare industry and and so many uh, resources are available to to our healthcare customers to educate them on technology and that's the first step right is don't think of us as trying to sell you something. Pick up the phone, call us. We're, we're folks here that have the same goal in mind, which is to help you, right? Um, we hold a lot of local events, what we call connect local events that follow a, a, you know, a show um, that we do nationally. So these are, are we, we have these shows come out in, in various cities across the course of a year that will start again in 2016. But you know, it's these type of initiatives that customers can take upon themselves to get educated on uh, security, on mobility management, on the concept of managing everything from the data center to the device. Take that initiative, call us, and, and help us uh, work together. And when we're talking about securing uh, the mobile side of the enterprise, as we have been, one of the things that when you look at a B2B type solution, you, you look at ROI, what, where, where is this either going to make me more revenue or, or save me revenue? What you know, In the case of, of an organization that's thinking, gosh, this, I want to do this, but it's expensive, why why does that make sense from that kind yeah, of perspective? Yeah, I mean, you know, you, you hate to kind of throw some of these numbers in front of people, but the cost of a breach alone, right, it, it can be astronomical, right? And you never want to put that kind of concept in play where you say, look, one breach could cost you millions of dollars versus... Not only and, brand damage. Not mm. a, Exactly, right? I mean, you take a look at some of the, the facilities and the systems out there that have, have gone through the breach process. Yeah, the brands take a huge hit, right? So that goodwill in a very competitive environment, quite honestly, is not something you want to take a risk on. But you know, on the flip side, if you look at more KPIs, performance indicators that I think are more meaningful, which is the time to care, right? The, the, the time it takes to treat a patient. These are, are productivity gains that you could not only aside from a dollar standpoint, but from a satisfaction standpoint, are far more valuable, important in my mind, um, aside from the most common, which is you don't want to be breached. Well, we talked uh, before the show about there's two types of companies, those that have been breached and those that don't know it yet. <laughs> right. So it's just you're going to be breached, but you also talk about the way that you secure the data. So if you do get a breach, they make sure that they... You can uh, shut it down quickly. It or or yeah. that you're aware of it. Absolutely. You're aware of it. and You take the necessary actions and the policies to, one, shut it down, and two, prevent it from happening again, right? Mm-hmm. And that's the sort of analytics and, and capabilities that our systems with VMware have really combined into them. Mm-hmm. And are there... Topics that we haven't gotten to yet today that we want to try to get over before we get you back to your office? No, you know, look, yeah, I appreciate the opportunity coming out here. I think, uh, you know, there's so much that's going on with mobility. It's just 
it's it's a it's a difficult world to kind of stay on top of, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, it's one that will continue to to do for you, right? It's you can rely on companies like VMware and Airwatch to make sure that we're on top of what's going on in the industry and the trends, and and stay ahead of the curve, and we'll keep this pace of innovation up. Yeah, you were talking about the pace of innovation. What are some of the coolest apps that you've seen in the healthcare space? Yeah, you know there are a tremendous amount of apps, but if you if you take a look at it. Um, We've seen some concepts of, of video, uh, you know, re- remote interpreting, uh, interpretation tools, right? So you have customers, uh, you know, patients that can't speak English properly. You, you hand them an iPad. There's a head that pops up and you have translation services real time that are going on, right, to help bridge that communication gap, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, we've seen a lot in terms of clinical decision support systems that have come up. So, you know, you've got tools like uh, Hippocrates that really is the gold standard for, for, for physicians to have a database on, mm-hmm. on some as simple as drug information. Um, you have uh, tools that, that help with visual diagnosis, right? So um, people can take a picture and it automatically will scan against the database of other images to help kind of pinpoint a particular symptom. Mm-hmm. Um, you see this coming about. Mm-hmm. So this is only continuing to grow. Remote monitoring is one that personally kind of intrigues me. You know, you have leaders in the space uh, like Airstrip that I think just do a fascinating job taking very antiquated pieces of technology mm-hmm. and putting them in uh, on any device and, and giving physicians and specialists access to that sort of data is, is pretty cool. Yeah, a couple of weeks ago, we had Infant on the show and they put a monitor in a baby bottle. Yeah. So the uh, NICU babies, exactly. they can see that mechanism. I thought that was fascinating. Yeah. You never thought about it before. Right? Who thought about putting a baby bottle on the it's really internet. yeah, it's really cool stuff. You know, I've seen everything from uh, you know Philips and GE to take some pretty strong initiatives. I've seen Philips take an ultrasound probe um, that they basically are able to plug into any Android tablet and turn it into a portable ultrasound machine. Like, right. Can you imagine <laughs> what that impact would be for rural care or you know uh, you know out in, in in areas where they you can't wheel a a two hundred pound ultrasound system, but you can take a probe, public you know push it into an Android tablet, and there you go, you have, you're able to scan. Right? We've seen GE take apps that they just introduced this week at RSNA uh, to take you know, those monster CT images that, that are terabytes of data and be able to take processing power from hours to minutes to help, uh, you know, radiologists diagnose stuff uh, much quicker. So these are just a taste of, you know, the, the trends and how they've kind of evolved in some of the apps that we see out there. Mm-hmm. Well, tell folks where they can go and get more information about AirWatch by VMware. Yeah, absolutely. So if you just simply go to www.air-watch.com, You'll, you'll come across us, but, uh, you know, as you kind of alluded to, we're, we're all over the internet. And yeah, there's some cool information out there on YouTube, some great interviews with some of the executives from, yeah. from the companies. Yeah, even if you do a basic search on on device management, mobile security, I, I guarantee you, you'll, uh, you know, AirWatch by VMware will pop up there uh, on the forefront. And we hope that uh, we'll be able to kind of continue to do some good here in the healthcare space. And if you're listening to the podcast for the show and you've not done so already, if you look at the left upper left-hand corner of the show page, you'll see the Apple logo there. That'll take you over to the Health Connect South Radio Show podcast. Make sure you subscribe to us so you can check out each week these new uh, healthcare executives and experts that we're introducing you to. You might just be the link to pair them up with a collaboration that serves our mission here and makes their initiatives uh, both advance on a faster pace. So we hope you turn around and share that content. It'll be downloaded straight to your device every week when the new podcast comes out so you can check it out on your way to work or uh, taking a walk, whatever the case may be for you. But uh, Amir Siddiqui from uh, AirWatch by VMware, we really appreciate you making some time. You were great. And uh, of course, Jay, great yeah, having you here I in the studio. Yeah, I need to give an update. The date for the Nashville event is February 9th. You take uh, some time off for Thanksgiving and you miss a little. 
There you go. A little time off. It's entrepreneurship and investing in health startups. Nashville, February 9th. Very good. And I'm sure, again, that the uh, Radio X promo code will be able to help you save some money on registration. So make sure that you use that code as well. Uh, for all the folks out there who made us a part of your day, we really appreciate you. Make an appointment to see us same time, same place next week. We'll see you then. 